It's about taking the window and realizing, okay, the door is shut. So let's open the window. What opportunity is here for me and how can I make the best of this situation? Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. That was the voice of our guest today, Samantha Gordon. Samantha is a self-help tutor, wellness, and certified life coach. She specializes in self-empowerment, resilience, and meditation. She joins us from Vancouver, Canada to discuss practical ways to be peaceful and thrive during life's crises and challenges. Before we begin, I want to specially thank you all for your amazing support. We've crossed over 100 plays in 18 countries so far. I believe that's amazing. I'm super grateful to all of you. Now, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so we have the amazing Samantha Gordon joining us all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so great to connect with that side of the world. Yes, Samantha. So you have an amazing new book out. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Right. So it's called How to Be Zen in a Crisis. And it's a practical guide for surviving and thriving during life's predicaments and even a pandemic. And the word Zen that I use in my title, although most people think of that as, you know, the capitalized noun of Zen, it's actually just the synonym for peace. So it's the lowercase Zen, which just means it's the synonym for peace. And it's all about how to be peaceful during a crisis so that you can be resilient and get through the crisis so that you are better than ever. And I go through many different meditative exercises throughout my book so that people are able to kind of follow down the pathway of finding this Zen and resilience so that they can thrive. Wow, and it's kind of funny too. So even though it's dealing with serious topics, of course, going to a crisis, it, I have a very hearted delivery and the sure be to smile. So that's amazing. Now we use the word crisis a lot to describe things. And one thing I've discovered is that there are a lot of words we throw out there and then people have not really we use a lot of words that sometimes you don't even understand we are just it has become more of like terms that we use every day so in your understanding or in your opinion what is a crisis right so a crisis is something that really shakes your world apart and that's a great question that you ask because in actually in my first chapter i really identify okay are you the crisis or is it actually your external world is there something happening in your external world maybe a divorce maybe a pandemic Maybe you lost your job. It can be a variety of things that have caused your world to turn upside down. And it is not just a normal everyday stress. It is really one of those pivotal moments in your life where you can either decide to win and decide to thrive and use the opportunities ahead of you or one where you will spiral down into despair if you let the crisis take you down. So, I mean, a crisis can look different for everyone, but I think around the world right now, there's a lot of repercussions to the pandemic. Um, So whether that be they lost their job, or perhaps um, they're dealing with a different schooling system for their children, I've been hearing that a lot, it could mean a variety of things. But essentially, it just means that your mindset is one filled with fear and despair. And it's an external event happening that you really need to take control of your internal world to come out of. Wow. Now, what are the main issues that people normally get it wrong when going through a crisis? What is that principal thing? Yeah, so there's a few things people get wrong when they go through a crisis, but I'd say the number one most important thing to make sure you have control of is your mindset because, you know, some per- 
person could be dealing with a particular crisis. Maybe they lost their job in a pandemic and instead of seeing the opportunity for entrepreneurship or seeing the opportunity for doing their passion, maybe they instead are just filled with fear and only focusing on the negative and only focusing on what they lost. And really the important thing is, is to reframe your mind and refocus on the opportunity and seeing what you can do with what you have in front of you. It's not about kind of mourning what you lost and kind of looking at the door that's been closed. It's about taking the window and realizing, okay, the door is shut. So let's open the window. What opportunity is here for me and how can I make the best of this situation and realizing, okay, we can't change what happened and we don't have control of the world. So what can we do in this moment to make it better? I always say that, how do you deal with regret if maybe the crisis you are going through? I mean, you mentioned in your definition that it could be external or it could be internal, but let's just narrow down to your circle of control. What if probably you are the reason why you ended up in a crisis, maybe out of some bad decisions that you made or certain things you should have done, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. years ago, maybe a week ago, or a day ago, an hour ago. How do you take yourself out of that boat of regrets and get your life back on track? Right. So you you made a good point. So sometimes the crisis is external, sometimes internal. So it's really important to have that self-awareness to see where it originated from so that you can analyze externally and internally what is actually happening so that you can avoid the same pitfalls in the future. In terms of the guilt that you, you know, you may have because you made the wrong decision in the past, well, you have to have some compassion for yourself and also understand that, okay, you're not perfect. You did make some mistakes in the past as everyone on earth has. That doesn't mean that you cannot change from here on forward and you can really start by just having compassion for yourself and realizing that no matter how guilty you feel for your actions, it doesn't change the past. So feeling bad in this present moment won't alter the past. It actually only hurts your present and ultimately your future to be feeling guilty. You know, your guilt is actually kind of selfish. It doesn't help anyone for you to feel guilty. If you want to actually right your wrongs, you can do something practically in the moment to either alter that situation for the future, you know, depending on what what happened, you can just put in all of your energy into making sure your behavior and your actions are serving those around you and being better just long term because you can't you can't change the past and you know holding on to guilt and resentment that's only going to tear down yourself and your health so it's better just to let it go ask for forgiveness if you need to forgive yourself for making those decisions and also understand that you made the best decision that you knew to make at that time if you had more information like you do now maybe you would not have made the same decision right so it's just all about moving forward and leaving what's past behind because we can't change it anyway crisis that was caused by someone maybe you can attribute Mm -hmm. it there's someone responsible for what has happened to you or the crisis that you are in maybe you're in a marriage and then your spouse makes a bad financial decision and the whole family goes into into trouble or you were very 
hardworking employee and then the board of your company some set of bad decisions and it ends you up in unemployment so how do you deal with that when you know that you have been good you have been faithful you have done what you were required to do but the other party didn't also do and then now all of you are in a crisis how should you manage situations like that right and that's actually exactly why i wrote my book um and i have a couple of chapters in my book that deal exactly with this topic and i go into them very thoroughly. But I will say this, it's important to forgive and to understand that your resentment of what someone did to you, and maybe it's still happening, maybe you're still experiencing the repercussions of, you know, losing your job um, when the company lets you go, it could still be affecting you, but it doesn't have to infect you internally, it can still affect you externally, but it doesn't help you to still be upset about what happened. It doesn't change that. And there's actually a great meditation for people who have been wronged by someone. And it's called loving kindness meditation. And this meditation actually practices forgiveness and basically loving the other person. And have you heard of this type of meditation? I can walk you through it. Oh, I'll be glad. Okay, so basically, if you are, you know, sitting there feeling horrible that this horrible person did this horrible thing to you, the best meditation for you to do in that circumstance is the loving kindness meditation. And it's all about envisioning how we'll shoot, we'll call it the enemy. <laughs> we'll call it the perpetrator. Okay. We envision the perpetrator as receiving our loving kindness. So okay. we're actually sending positive thoughts to this person who hurt us. And I know that sounds so difficult, especially if they wronged you in a very real and traumatic way. It is the hardest thing you can do but also the most crucial thing for you to do. And that is how you can take steps to forgive. And you have to understand that by doing this meditation and sending these thoughts of love and kindness to this person who has wronged you, it's really all about setting yourself free. It actually has nothing to do with the other person. The other person may not even be thinking about you, right? They might be just going about their day. Maybe they're, you know, having a drink on the beach, right? (laughs) They might be never having a bad thought about you at all. And they've just moved on with their lives. If you are still trapped because you feel so hurt and wronged by them, it's not trapping that person. It's trapping your So you are actually trapping yourself in that unforgiveness mindset. So doing the loving kindness meditation is a great avenue, perfect avenue for releasing that resentment and releasing that hate and that anger toward the other person who has wronged you. And it's it's very cathartic. And of course, it's going to be, if you need this meditation, it's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever experienced. But once you are able to get to that place of forgiving the other person and realizing what forgiveness means, which I will clarify now, forgiveness doesn't mean that you condone their behavior. It doesn't mean that what they did was okay. No, it is still wrong. Okay, what they did was wrong. But by forgiving them, you release yourself of all of the negativity and all of the bad emotions that you experience as a result of what they did. And you are free. It's basically giving yourself freedom to be rid of the past 
and understanding that it happened, it can't be changed, and that you are deciding to live the best life that you can from here on forward. Wow. I think I have to try the loving kindness meditation. (laughs) Yes. It's very cathartic and it's very powerful. You might need to try it several times, of course, you know, so that you actually mean it. Because especially if someone's wronged you, you know, at the beginning, you're like, I am actually very upset at this person. I don't want to send them loving kindness. Like they were stalking me or they were, you know, they fired me or they sexually harassed me. You know, it could be many different things um, that they did wrong to you. But you do have to find that peace in your heart just for your own sake. Now, Sam, how do you deal with judgment when you're going through a crisis? Because we live in a world of social media. We live in a world where more of like everybody's life is out there you are going through a crisis things are not going well for you but your friends are checking in you're looking at people's statuses you're checking people's linkedin profile they seem to be making progress and that thing you can't show up people are judging you and you are you're also judging yourself and you feel that everybody's going to see how stupid you've been how things have turned against you so how do you deal with that judgment yeah right and i think some people experience it's usually what i've noticed out of my the my clients that I've had is the people who judge the most of other people yeah. assume that everyone else is judging them when most of the time people are focused on themselves yeah. you know they may have a passing thought um, judging someone but really most people are focused on themselves and the best way to deal with judgment is to be so secure in your own path that you don't care if <laughs> some hobo, you know, neighbor, whatever, doesn't matter who it is, if they are judging you, just let it slide right off of you because they don't know your story. They don't know, you know, the nitty gritty details of what you're experiencing and putting energy into wondering what someone thinks of you or how you're living your life is just a complete waste of time. So that's my philosophy. (laughs) But Sam, when do you need help? When do you realize that, you know, when you're going through crisis, maybe you've been taken it all in you've been trying out some meditations and all that but when do you probably see that you're transitioning from endurance and tolerance and maybe you're getting yourself into depression when do you realize that i need to talk to somebody i need to see someone i need to maybe see a counselor when do you make that decision at what point well yeah at what point i think that it's not necessarily one point i think people should always have moral support um it doesn't necessarily have to be a counselor i'm a huge proponent of just sharing and you know with your family and friends that if you need a counselor that's great if you want a therapist that's fantastic i don't think everyone needs that i think information can be delivered in a book just as well as it can be delivered from you know a counselor it depends it's depending on you know what kind of person you are and what you're looking for and what state you're at but um i would say moral support is important at every step and i have a chapter on that in my book it's basically just saying that there's no point where you know you should suddenly switch and start taking care of yourself. You should always be taking care of yourself and you should always be, you know, going to people for support and giving support in your community. I think moral support is fantastic. You should constantly be sharing and then you never get that to that point of depression that you're talking about if you are already so connected to your community and offering and also accepting moral support. I think if you always stay connected, then, you know, it doesn't have to escalate. Some people would also tell you that when i share my story people use it against me I'll, mm, I'll... yeah and that's <laughs> yes. 
So that's how, a great how do I deal point. With yeah. That's a perfect point. I love that you brought that up. And I did even mention this in my book. Perfect point because yes, you should not share to everyone. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to share to like the mailman or some random person at the grocery store or to someone who doesn't have your best interests at heart. Share with people that you love and trust. Okay. And then and that you know they will support you. Those are the people that you share with. Because otherwise, if you share with people who don't love and support you or even to people who are depressed themselves they will not be able to offer you know that sort of support that you're seeking and that is really the times that you would maybe need to reach out to a professional because if everyone in your life is freaking out (laughs) or not you know supporting you then you may need to get outside help for sure and Sam you mentioned about mindsets that's one of the most important thing about going through a crisis or surviving or overcoming a crisis is having a mindset. What are some of the very important mindsets you need to, everybody needs to develop, whether you are going through a crisis or you just need to have in life so that in case it needs you or you're going through one, you will not, you know, go down the drain. Right. Mindset is so crucial. And really the mindset that you want to embody is that of resilience. So That means no matter what is happening externally, you are rock solid internally, that you know whatever happens, you are going to be fine and you are going to find a solution, you're going to find opportunities and you're going to make the best of the situation. And that's really the mindset we all want to achieve, not just in a crisis, but, you know, just for life, because of course, Once you have that winning mindset, that is how you have the most successful life. And that's how you have the most loving relationships. If you are always looking for solutions, you can't go wrong. You can really make the best of your situation. What is the difference between failure and a crisis? Maybe, you know, people said, oh, you know, for you to succeed, you need to fail first. You need to, what is the difference? I always want to know, is every failure equal to a crisis? Is every crisis equal to a failure? I don't know if I get it, you know, how I'm putting the question. I understand what you're saying. And basically, you are going to fail in a crisis. You are. You're going to, you know, fall off the Zen horse, as as we say. If you're trying to be peaceful, you're going to not be peaceful in some moments. You're maybe going to revert back to your old behaviors. You're going to fall into despair in some moments. Maybe you're going to be angry. Maybe you're going to be like, oh, this is all hopeless. You know, it can look different for everyone, right? And it's all just about getting back on that Zen horse and realizing that, you know, just because you failed in the moment doesn't mean you failed forever. Like, you know, that's so silly. It's like saying, oh, you know, I want to work out every day. um, And then maybe they didn't go to the gym one day or they didn't work out one day. And so they're just going to give up on their health for the rest of their life because they missed one day. That's ridiculous. It's all about just realizing that because you make little errors along the way, that's actually a part of the journey and that's a part of being zen and that's a part of being resilient is you are going to fall down and you just get back up it's like the quote that says fall seven times get back get back up eight times that's what life is all about so sam can we all be in zen can we all be in that peaceful (laughs) 
Are you sure about that? We can? (laughs) We absolutely can, yes. Wow. And how important are we supposed to prepare ourselves for crisis? Maybe get books like yours, sort of prepare for this crisis. Because for me, when this pandemic struck, I looked at it as a lot of times, I mean, going through management, being a manager, being a CEO or whatever, you do a little bit of a risk analysis. Um, You know, you you have a contingency plans and all that. All these things are taught. But Mm -hmm. the way this, the market, of this pandemic and how things took a turn the way it did you know a lot of people were still not prepared right i mean mm-hmm. almost everybody was not prepared for something of this magnitude so going forward how it is for us to have this sort of that i need to prepare for i need to test myself or is there is there is there chances where you also need to probably maybe you know like um in in an aircraft there are times where a pilot intentionally tries to stall the aircraft and recover you know sort of he puts mm-hmm. himself in an emergency situation when you are doing training mm-hmm. yeah they put you in an emergency situation and for you to recover you know, a sort of a simulated, you know, so how do these things play out? Right. So, I mean, if you have already been through a crisis, you will be more experienced. That's just how it is. Um, in terms of having a contingency plan, I'd say the best way is to just already cultivate a Zen mindset. So already cultivate a peaceful mindset, already be thinking of solutions before something bad happens. But since we're already in the pandemic now, I'd say the best thing is just to focus on the moment in front of us and see what we can do right now. What can we do right now to make life better? And it's really important to focus on solutions so that we can see them. Because if you are just thinking, oh, this is like, oh, <laughs> just freaking out and this is not what I thought. And, you know, if you're focusing on that, you're actually going to miss out on so many opportunities opportunities for zen and for making your life better so it's all about opening up your eyes so when does the zen happens is it in in the midst of the crisis or after the crisis it can be in the midst and it can be after if you're in the thick of a crisis um, at the beginning probably you're going to have an initial shock period and then you're going to have to work through your emotions and that is totally okay and um, expected that's part of the process but if you're further along in the crisis and it's more so um, just encountering new things day by day but you have already passed the initial shock period then you will be able to access points of zen much easier and then of course once the crisis is done barring the fact that you don't have you know post-traumatic stress disorder (laughs) um, you will be able to access that point of zen readily as long as you practice and you're not living in the past it's all about you know really taking control of the moment that you have in front of you but really you have access to peace at any time and your external world does not have to dictate your internal world wow what are some of the um daily activities and things that you can or habits you can inculcate when you are faced with times of crisis you know that you can yeah i think meditation is the best way so i have a bunch of uh, meditative exercises in my book how to be zen in a crisis so those meditations are really helpful they're guided so that you don't have to really think about what you need to do you just need to follow along and um they those can be super helpful just to find that point of peace in the moment Um, and of course I walk you through all of the various steps beforehand so you know what you need to work on but 
But other than that, just all points of self-care practices are great. So, you know, just doing anything to relax and noticing what relaxes you if uh, and, and making sure they're healthy, of course. <laughs> Some things surface relax you, but they're, you know, coping mechanism like smoking, right? That's an unhealthy coping mechanism. But yeah, it's good to focus on things that actually calm you that aren't a vice. So that could be taking a walk in nature. It could be calling your family. It could be uh, hugging your loved one. It could be many different things. So Sam, the book, is it out? Where can we find it online? And- yes. Yeah, so it is available on Amazon. Okay. Um, and if you're in Canada, then you can buy it in bookstores. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon. And I, and I also have a journal called How to Be Zen in a Crisis Journal. Um, and it's really just a space to write and get centered, a place for you to write down um, your thoughts and feelings and um, to self-reflect because a lot of the meditation exercises that I have in my book require a space to write. So wow. I made the journal. And how can we find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm Sam Bay Zen on all social media. I mostly use Instagram right now, but I'm on all the social media. Um, and it's S-A-M-B-A-E-Z-E-N. So it's Sam Bay that's amazing and i have some meditations on my instagram and i will be posting more in the future directly from my book so ones i have right there are my meditations that i did during the lockdown but i also will be doing snippets of my meditative exercises from my book and i'll post them on my social media so so people can get zen yes (laughs) that's that's really cool i will not leave you till you give us a, a very small tip on morning routine right because in this age of um, mobile phones and all that how should someone's morning routine going to a crisis be like just an example morning routine well i think the best thing to do is wake up and understand that it's a new day and that it doesn't matter what happened the day before you can make today go well you know it really doesn't matter what you do if you decide to have a drink of water with lemon you know (laughs) you can have a, a million different ways to have your morning routine or if you do want to sit in meditation for five or ten minutes, it really all comes down to your mindset. So I'm I'm someone who's a night owl, so I don't even really have much of a morning routine. Gee. I have more of a night routine. Gee, so okay. as long as you're starting the day right and on the with the right mindset and on the right foot, um, your day will go very well. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Sam, for your time and sharing all these important tips with us, how to be Zen in a crisis. And the book is really amazing. Thank you so uh, much. You know, we need to, we all need to be Zen, you know, be in peace, not just, I mean, every time. Yes. And it's all about just making that decision to, to not allow the crisis to overcome us, but we would master it. So thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed this conversation and I wish to have you back on much later to talk more about. Yes, that'd be great. (laughs) The amazing things that you're doing. So Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning in today. We are already in the final quarter of the year and I believe that each and every one of us will finish the year strong. Our mindset during life's challenges is the key to winning. I would like to hear your stories of overcoming crisis. Please send me an email at decidingtowin at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at decidingtowin. If you are inclined, do leave us a 4 or 5 star rating. Remember, you will win if you decide. I love you all.